I'm Evan Knappen, and welcome to Gun Lawyer. So what is the foundation of New Jersey gun laws? Let me tell you what the foundation of New Jersey gun laws is, and you may not believe it, but it is absolutely true. And that is, we are all guilty until proven innocent. Now, how can that be? Is that just hyperbole? Is that just Knappen spouting off? No. That's actually how it functions. And it may surprise you because you probably grew up thinking that you're innocent until proven guilty in America, but not when it comes to gun law in New Jersey. How can that be? Well, let me explain. You see, New Jersey prohibits essentially all firearms under the possessory law found under NJS 2C 39-5. And when you look at that statute, you'll see that you know under subsection A, machine guns are banned, and under subsection B, handguns, and C, rifles and shotguns, etc. And they ban all guns there, and then they create certain exceptions to the guns, to the guns that are banned. And those exceptions come in two forms. One is built into the statute that has to do with licensing. And the other is built into the exemptions, which aren't even listed in the statute that's doing the banning. You have to know that they exist in a separate statute to actually find them, okay? So let's start with understanding New Jersey's handgun prohibition, okay? Under NJS 2C395B, this is the B section, it says any person who knowingly has in his possession any handgun, including any antique handgun, yes, even antique handguns, are covered without having first obtained a permit to carry the same as provided under 58.4, is guilty of a crime of the second degree. So, what does that mean? That means that if you have a handgun and you don't have a carry permit, you're unlawfully in possession. Now, prior to the Bruin decision, not many folks even had carry permits. But now, hundreds of thousands more have carry permits, but still, they're probably, you know, over a million hand, more than a million handguns in Jersey for sure, of, of owners of handguns that don't have carry permits still. So are they all illegal? Are they all possessing their handgun unlawfully? Because I just read you the statute. It says if you knowingly possess a handgun, even an antique one, and you don't have a, a permit to carry it, you're in violation of the law. So how does that work? Well, it's true that if you don't have a carry and you're possessing a handgun, you're in violation. But you then have to know that you have to go to the exemptions. And the exemptions are under NGS 2C 39.6. And I want to specifically bring to your attention the most utilized exemptions by law-abiding citizens, 
And that exemption would come under subsection E. E is in Evan. And what it says is that, essentially, I'll read it to you. Nothing in subsection B, which is handguns, C, which is rifles and shotguns, and D, which is other weapons. We just read the handgun, but then there's another section banning rifles and shotguns unless you first have a firearms ID card. And then D is just other weapons, okay, anything else. Shall be construed to prevent a person keeping or carrying about the person's place of business, residence, premises, or other land owned or possessed by that person, any firearm, or from carrying the same in the manner specified in subsection G, which is basically cased, unloaded, etc., you know, the normal proper ways to transport a handgun, okay, from any place of purchase to the person's residence or place of business or between the person's dwelling and place of business or between one's place of business or residence and another when moving or between the person's dwelling or place of business and place where firearms are repaired for the purpose of repair. And for the purpose of this section, a place of business is deemed to be a fixed location. So if you have a gun in your home, a handgun, a rifle, shotgun, and you don't have a license, you don't have a firearms ID card, or you don't have a carry permit, you're still legal for your possession by way of exemption if it's in your residence or if you fall under any of the other listed, exempted places that I just read you. However, however, exemptions are a defense. They're a defense. And how does that work in law when we're talking about a defense? Well, a defense becomes the burden of the defendant to first show or demonstrate that they are within that particular defense. So, for example, if you use your gun in self-defense, right, what we call self-defense, but legally is called justification for the use of force, and if you're shooting a firearm, that's justification for the use of deadly force, well, the burden of proof is actually put back on you, the defendant, to first have to show the elements of the defense are met by you, and you have to make that showing by a lower standard of proof than reasonable doubt. You have to make the showing that you that you were uh, justified normally by preponderance of evidence or thereabouts. And as long as you make that initial showing, then the court will find that you've met that burden and then the prosecution has to disprove by reasonable doubt that you were not within that defense. So it switches the burden, for example, in a self-defense case to the defendant. So Q 
keep in mind, if you ever use your gun, you're going to have to first prove by that somewhat lower standard, but still the burden's on you to first prove that you were justified. Well, that same idea is applied to New Jersey's simple possessory statutes. And if you possess a gun and you are relying on the exemptions, then you first are going to have to show that you were within those exemptions, that your home is your home. I've actually had to prove that somebody's home was their home. And what does that mean? That means that in New Jersey, as a function of the law, you are guilty until proven innocent. Let that sink in. They have structured the gun laws in New Jersey so that an individual is guilty until proven innocent. That's how biased and absurd our laws are. And not only that, think about what they're doing here. They're reversing the burden finding you guilty till proven innocent on the exercise of a constitutional right. Good grief. Not only do they screw us over in reversing the burden, but it's even something that we shouldn't be burdened at all about when it's a constitutional right. And yet here we are. So as a Jersey gun owner, you need to be aware of this. Because at any time, you could be put to your proofs and literally have to prove that your possession was lawful because you are under an exemption that's your burden to first show. That's actually how it works. It's shocking, and it is another travesty, and it's something you never hear discussed in the lamestream media, that's for sure. But I deal with it every day as a gun lawyer, every day. These burdens of proof have to be met by the defendant. Now, hopefully one day, the entire New Jersey gun law will be declared unconstitutional because its foundation is so fractured and made of sand. But until that day comes... You have to be aware of it and not become a victim of New Jersey gun laws. But I believe that ultimately the Achilles heel of New Jersey's entire gun control scheme is this reversal of the burden on a constitutional right. It is flat out wrong. And yet you must still be aware of it and you must deal with it and you can't deny reality. You can't be in that river in Egypt over it, you know, denial. And therefore you have to protect yourself. It's critical that you do that. It's critical that you understand how this works and live by it. And the exemptions are narrowly construed, right? They get narrowly construed. Don't go giving expansive meaning to what you think these words mean. For example, your place of business had better be the place of business you own, not one that you simply manage or you're simply an employee of, but it's got to be your business that you own. This is, again, how the court has. It's actually a, a case out there. I believe the name is uh, Valentine, where this guy ran a bar. He did everything in the bar. He hired, he fired, he opened, he closed, he... He did everything in the bar except actually own it. 
And every month he'd send a check to the owner down in Florida. He had a gun there. Guess what? That was deemed not to be his place of business. That's how they even interpret these things. So be careful and be aware and don't become a victim of New Jersey gun law. Hey, when we come back from the break, I have some great letters with some excellent questions that I know you'll all get a kick out of and learn from. Let me tell you about our wonderful state association. The Association of New Jersey Rifle and Pistol Clubs is there defending our rights every day. You must become a member of the association. If you're not a member, shame on you. And I mean it. You need to join the association. They're the number one gun rights advocates in New Jersey. They're there litigating in federal court, full-time paid lobbyists in Trenton, being a watchdog on the shenanigans going on down there. They're dealing with uh, the attorney general and various issues, and getting things resolved in our favor to help us. They are the gun rights group for Jersey. You need to be part of the solution. You need to be a member of ANJRPC. To join, simply go to ANJRPC.org. You'll get their newsletter, which is the finest newsletter on gun rights in New Jersey. You'll get those email alerts. You'll be able to take quick and easy action opposing the next absurdity that some Democrat proposes in Jersey because basically it's always the Democrats doing that. Then the Republicans join in and screw us, of course. But, hey, for the most part, that's who's doing it. And it doesn't matter who's doing it, but we got to fight them and we got to oppose them and we got to let our voices be heard. And the association is your vehicle to do that. So make sure you do. org. Join today. And if you're looking for a great place to shoot, my favorite place to shoot is We Shoot. And that's an indoor pistol range in Lakewood, New Jersey. Conveniently located right off the parkway. Right there, so easy to get to. It's a wonderful facility. They have great training. They have a great pro shop. They can set you up with everything you need. Your guns, your accessories, ammunition, training and practice everything to be a responsible gun owner. It can get you certified with your core competency under C-Care so you can get your carry license. They will treat you like family, I guarantee it. It is a wonderful resource, and we need our ranges. We need our ranges. Without a place to shoot, what are you going to do? It's serious. So... Make sure you give your business to We Shoot. You can go to WeShootUSA.com. Check out their website. Check out their magnificent photography. They have all kinds of cool things that they routinely do. Special events, special sales, special deals. Just go in there and you'll see. It's where I got my certification for my carry. Same, my brother, my son, all my friends, so many listeners. Everybody raves about We Shoot, see what all it's about. You'll see that what I'm saying is true. WeShootUSA.com. And what's really important is that you own my book, 
my book, New Jersey Gun Law, in the 25th anniversary edition. It is my labor of love. I put hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of man hours into this. I could have made more money working at McDonald's, frankly, than what I put into writing that book. But it's not about money. It's about our Second Amendment rights. It's about not seeing New Jerseyans, law-abiding, honest New Jersey citizens turned into criminals, what I call law-abiding criminals. That's what New Jersey does. Get disenfranchised of their Second Amendment rights. Get crushed by the system, destroyed by this absurd matrix. I wrote it to be user-friendly. Get your copy at evannappen.com. That's my website. Go right there to evannappen.com. You see the big orange book, click it. You'll have it in a matter of days. It's 120 topics, all question and answer, everything explained. And make sure you scan the QR code on the front cover. And you can, for free, subscribe. That's right, for free, to my subscriber database where you will get all the updates. You'll have access to the archive and get updates normally within 24 hours of any law changes so that this book that you buy stays current. It stays current, and you stay current. And you know what the law is as we speak, and you can easily reference it and understand it. Go to evannappen.com and get yourself a copy today. Hey, let's take a look at some of these questions. Here's one that was sent to me, and this is from Brad. Love listening to your show every Sunday, and I nearly shit my pants over the weekend from what happened. I was grocery shopping at Sam's Club when I heard and felt a pop and looked down to find the base plate spring and four 9mm rounds laying on the ground. I quickly covered up the ammo with my shopping cart, collected everything without anyone noticing. It's an 18-round magazine that was professionally blocked upon gun purchase four years ago to a 10-round commie-compliant magazine. Yeah, that is a commie-compliant. My question is, what could have happened if the wrong person saw this happening? Luckily, no one did, and I completed my shopping. I've had my PTC for a year and a half, and I am a U.S. Law Shield holder. Thank you in advance for any info, and I will be listening as I always do. Well, Brad, thank you very much. You know, you're at you're at the uh, Sam's Club, and suddenly you get that pop. Oh, boy, that could be a problem. You don't want to revoke your Sam's Club card for that, that's for sure. Now, luckily, legally, what could happen? Well, actually, no law was broken there. There's no law broken. It's just a magazine malfunction. You know, we have wardrobe malfunctions, right? Well, you had a magazine malfunction, but it's not a, a crime, but it could have brought, you know, attention to yourself. That's true. But your carry of a firearm it wasn't a sensitive place. It's not a sensitive place. So you weren't prohibited from carrying there because that's all it would possibly have alerted someone is that you may have been carrying a gun, right? But as long as you're legal to carry and it's not a sensitive place, then that's not a uh, problem. So luckily, as, as, as upsetting as this is, especially when your self-defense gun is malfunctioning in your very presence, that's not, that's not a good thing, uh, it wasn't a crime committed. But you were smart to keep it low-key, just uh, cover it, get the ammo, and get a better magazine for your gun, that's for sure. Just get a factory 10-rounder 
and don't play around with um, blocked mags. I mean, if it's professionally blocked, you know, the magazine ban says you can't hold more than 10. If it's professionally blocked, we can argue that it's okay, but lots of times the state will say it's not sufficiently blocked or who knows why. You get into all kinds of crap because they just see what the side of the mag says that it holds, but even though it doesn't, and yet could it be converted, and blah, 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 blah. Well, who needs that? Just, you know, go the extra mile. It's not real expensive. Get a 10-round factory mag for your gun. And then even the dumbest law enforcement or prosecutor can see that your mag only holds 10 rounds. And you avoid becoming a new case where you have to call me to defend you from being convicted and facing up to 18 months in state's prison on a large capacity magazine charge, okay? We got to live this way, unfortunately. And I know it sucks, but we have to for now. But the large capacity magazine is on the chopping block as we speak, folks. The Association of New Jersey Rifle and Pistol Clubs is litigating it as we speak. And we should see some action on that. That case uh, went all the way up to the Supreme Court. After the Bruin decision, they GBR'd it. Grant vacated, remanded back for further proceedings. And it's looking uh, very good. I'm cautiously optimistic, as we all should be. And let's hope the standard capacity magazine ban, which is what it really should be called, is declared unconstitutional along with all the other infringements that New Jersey has placed upon us. That's right. Hey, let's take a look here. I have another question. This is from Dan. Dan says, I have a quick question. I don't know if you're able to clarify it. I have a court-issued permit with two handguns on them. One is a Canic, and the other is a Sig X Macro. My court order says Sig Sour X Macro. Serial number XXXX. That's a nice serial number. Just kidding. I've been looking into purchasing the 365 AXG Legion. Nice gun. With all the 365 units, the FCU, that's the Firearm Control Unit, for those that don't know that an acronym, is what is actually serialized and can be dropped into different 365 frames. Would I be able to take the FCU from my current macro and place it into an AXG Legion and carry it that legally? I believe the FCU is interchangeable between the AGX and the X macro. And Dan, let me tell you, I agree. I understand that it's sure it's, you know, convertible if Sig says so, and that's all well and good, but here's the problem. You have a court order that names a gun by its name. It says six sour X macro on the court order. And if you make the macro into an AXG, it's no longer the gun named in the court order. And if you're carrying that in contradiction to what the court order says you can carry, then unfortunately you're in a problem situation. You could be, you're now outside what the order orders. And unfortunately, the state of New Jersey has prohibited, barred, permit to carry holders from going back to the court to seek redress over the permits issued by a court. New Jerseyans, gun owners, are denied access and redress to the court for actions 
taken by the court. This is how much they disrespect us and treat us as second-class citizens. It is disgusting that we cannot seek redress in the courts. You thought you lived in America, but aha, you live in New Jersey. Surprise, surprise. So unfortunately, Dan, you can't get the court to do anything about it. And you cannot contradict that court order. You take quite a risk if you do. You need to wait because the next permit you get will have to be through the, the law enforcement officer, the chief of police of your town, or the superintendent of state police. Thank God judges no longer issue carry permits so that nonsense could end. And when you get your new permit, you can add any gun to it that you may wish to carry as long as you pass the C-Care, which just is your core competency. You don't have to pass for a specific gun. Don't have to do that. Just demonstrate that core competency. Get your C-Care certification. And then you may add guns on your application. You can add guns even after with the form right at the state police website. And it's no problem because it's not about the gun specific anymore. It's about your core competency and can you shoot. And that I know you can do. But for now, you're stuck. You're stuck because Jersey justice has jammed it to you. And you're going to have to keep your SIG Sour X macro in its macro configuration until you get your next carry where you'll have more freedom as to what handgun you wish to carry. Hey, what's the go-fu of the week? And that is, of course, the gun on a fuck-up of the week, and we learn from the go-fus. We learn so that we get these cheap lessons so we don't repeat the mistakes that others have made. And let me tell you about a go-fu, and this go-fu this week's a little different, but it's something you need to really consider and think about, and that is... You need to make sure, folks, that your spouse or your significant other understands guns and understands the importance of firearms to you and their safety and security and what happens when the government gets involved in your life. If your significant other spouse doesn't understand that and they think involving the police in any way in your life and firearms get seized, taken, your gun rights get put in jeopardy, not only is the gun owner going to end up facing disenfranchisement of their Second Amendment rights, forfeiture and or seizure of their firearms, and possibly even criminal charges. But it impacts the entire family and the relationship in such a way that many times I get calls from the very person who called the police in the first place and cannot believe what the government is, quote, doing to my family over this. I can't tell you how many times I've heard that. And so I say explain realities to your spouse or significant other. 
take them shooting. Let them understand firearms. Let them get even professional training at, like, we shoot. They have women training, women training women there. It's very comfortable. But if you take your spouse, you take your significant other there, start them off with like a 22, something easy and fun. Don't go have them shoot, you know, the high-power centerfire cartridge guns with a lot of recoil that we all love. Have them shoot something easy. Have them shoot at a relatively close range. Have them hit the target. Enjoy the thrill of shooting. Let them understand firearms are nothing to be scared of. Let them let themselves get a love of guns too. It protects your own rights. It lets there be peace and harmony in the family. It gives that greater understanding. Everybody wins. And when you can get your spouse on board or your significant other on board, you will avoid not just legal problems, but you end up getting another person interested in guns, another person who may in fact want to become a gun owner, and then that person has a vested interest in not only their own Second Amendment rights, but the Second Amendment rights of everybody in the household. Because many, many times, folks, I get the cases. The cases that come in, and guess how it started? By this very gofu that I'm explaining to you now. So think about your own situation and see if there's things you can do to help preempt that gofu happening to you. This is Evan Knappen reminding you that gun laws don't protect honest citizens from criminals. They protect criminals from honest citizens. Gun Lawyer is a Counterthink Media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. Reach us by emailing evan at gun.lawyer. The information and opinions in this broadcast do not constitute legal advice. Consult a licensed attorney in your state.